Hi, this is Michael Dorn, and you're listening to Black Tribbles. Yeah. Previously on the Black Tribbles. Back where it all began. And that brings us to Inspector Gadget. Inspector Gadget, which was an animated television series, and in fact, the first syndicated cartoon show from Deke Entertainment to be created specifically for U.S. viewers, along with the Littles. It ran from 83 to 86, but it remained in syndication until the late 90s, and in fact, it still continues to air and reruns somewhere in the world to this day. Why is Inspector Gadget so... Like, Inspector Gadget has become the new Gilligan's Island. At one point... Says who? Well, it, it, it says Wikipedia. Inspector Gadget is... Yeah, let's just go ahead and trust everything they say. Why you just got to so go... Angry, you ain't said nothing I'm all not show, not and now I'm angry. Spice. angry. I just don't like Inspector Gadget. You don't like Inspector Gadget? Yeah, womp womp. He is so wack. I cannot stand Inspector Gadget. Inspector Gadget? Fuck that cat, son. (laughs) Yo, I'm not with it. Not feeling the inspector. Inspector Gadget, the adventures of a clumsy, dim-witted cyborg detective. Cyborg sound all right, but the rest of that ain't hot. (laughs) (laughs) You just back his penny had to run that show. I'm not. She deserved the job. Let her get a show. That's Call it true. the Penny and Brain Show. Inspector Gadget to get all the props, and he don't do nothing. But he getting away. He f stuff up. He hit himself. He not out cold. Like, why you got a show? You totally incompetent. And you got a show and a job. You sound like you put in extenuous amount of effort. To I'm research. not. But even when I was a kid, I couldn't stand Inspector Gadget. I'm like, you don't read the instruction manual. You don't know how nothing works. You don't use nothing properly. Man, forget him. If he was a brother, he would have been fired. It is your Black Tribbles. Studios of WPPM LP 106.5 FM. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and kittens, put your hands together for another brand spanking new Saturday morning summer edition of Black Travels! Yay! Yeah, yeah. Yay! Sup? Yay! <laughs> My name is Len, aka the Bat Tribble. And as always, I'm joined in this lovely studio by. Yo, roses are red, cats are black. Y'all big mad that Ariel is black. It's your girl Kennedy, also known as that Mikey Chick, also known as the Everyday Phillies Bay, better known as Storm Triple, bringing you the thunder and the lightning today because your girl is soaked and not in a fun way. Still hitting them books and watching for the hook, but I had to pick my head in. And give this Saturday morning summer one good look. You already know who it is. It's your boy, Boku Yo Hero, the man, the myth, the legend, <laughs> Master Triple Emac, back in the studio, in the building, in effect, large, boombastic, live. Ha! Ah! Yay, yay! Suck. Word. All right, so, brisket rap, I'm bringing you true beef. With the rhymes on loose leaf, I'm punching your nose and leave you at loose teeth. My steps is heavy, I'm too deep. Who's he? It's the R to the S-O. 
Nah, I'm done with that. Your man, Austin, the voice of reason, a.k.a. the Super Triple, the Rand of Steel, the comic book Jedi, that dude that be rapping in your sleep and you don't even know where it's coming from. <laughs> Everybody's tickling me today. Um, it's your girl, the front, your friendly neighborhood comic book and coffee slinger, Ariel, the Amalgam Triple, a.k.a. Uncanny Triple, a.k.a. Bruce Leroy Triple. Show sure enough. In the building. A little sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> and what it do, y'all? Rocking behind the mic with Facebook Live. It's your boy, Broku. Super Saiyan Trouble in the building. So glad to be back. We're talking a lot of good cartoons. Let's get ready for the show. As always, ladies and gentlemen, as Isaiah told you, we are coming to you live on Facebook. We are also streaming live on YouTube. Go to youtube.com slash black tribbles, where we are definitely in effect. The, the intern Tribble Dante is holding it down as usual. We have a fun show for you tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We invite you to hit us up. Listen. We're on WPPM 106.5 FM. We are streaming on phillycam.org slash listen. It's Saturday morning, summer. It's all types of fun. And tonight we are going to be talking about the one true good avatar. That's right. The last airbender. We're getting it in tonight. We're also going to be talking about the weekenders. Yeah, I didn't hear of them either, but they really were a thing. We're going to be talking about the chipmunks. We're going to be having Saturday morning fun like you would not believe all night long. And that's all due to our very special guests. You know them if you come to anything the Tribbles do. They are sitting right there up front looking like the first like couple of Tribble Nation. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together. Look at him. Look at him. He's got, they got the wave on. Look at the king and queen of Triple Nation over there. Andrew and Alicia, how you doing? Feeling good. Woo! I'm good. <laughs> the phone lines are open, 215-976-WPPM. Excuse me, 215-923-WPPM. That's 215-923-9776. Again, that phone line is 215-923-WPPM. The phone lines are opening. Hit us up. And as always, you can tweet at us on Facebook and Instagram at Black Tribbles or at WPPMFM. Real quick, I thought I had missed something when you said that everybody was mad that Ariel was black. I was like, what are you talking about? She's been... Oh, you're talking about the mermaid. You're talking about Ariel. You okay, thank you, Randy. So confused. I, yeah, I, I was still. All right, cool. I, all right, I thought I had a concussion. I don't know when, I don't know how, but I know Ariel's black now. Yes. I just wanted to say that and document it. Hi, Len. I thought I had a concussion. Y'all should have never gave me control of the camera. I'm going to tell you this right now. <laughs> I just want to point out a fun fact, though, for those who watched Once Upon a Time, uh, when you delve into Ursula's story, you find out that she was, she used to be a mermaid. That's, this is what they did in that show. She used to be a mermaid. Her dad was Triton, and he referred to her as his little mermaid. So so I think it's interesting. So clearly most people didn't watch that. And even though she wasn't Ariel, it was this idea of the little mermaid being a little black girl. So And I like that they did it in the show. If y'all really want to be mad, go back and watch that. Y'all can be doubly mad. Stay mad. Yo, they big mad. 
Nobody had a problem with Idris Elba being Heimdall. No one, I mean, not to the point where they were yeah, like, I didn't hear boycott, it. like, it's not my Ari, not well, my, no mermaid. Because Heimdall wasn't, it's, it's a different level of character. Like, Heimdall was, yeah, he was a, a Norse god that people knew of. He wasn't the, the star of someone's childhood movie. You know what I mean? It'd be like if if Thor was black, there would have been a much bigger thing because he because Heimdall, it, it was it was like this guy is uh, a Norse god, so he should be black. That was the uh, so he shouldn't be black. That was the it, that was the only thing. This is bigger because the character in exists larger in the popular culture. What I'm saying is, there was not as much of a public outcry as there was for him being Heimdall for. Uh, Samuel Jackson being Nick Fury for a lot of the other characters that were made, a lot of the other male characters that were made into black men, whereas this happens and people lose their minds. There is that, but but the Little Mermaid is a bigger is a bigger popular culture character. That's why that's that's I don't know if it's more of why it's bigger, but that's part of why it's bigger. Most people didn't know have no idea who Nick Fury is. That was a comic book nerd thing, but. Most people know who the Little Mermaid is, and most of the people that are that are mad, you know, most of the, anybody that knew that knew who Nick Fury was and was mad about it was one of you know five percent of the comic book reading population. The people that are mad about the Little Mermaid being black are people in the you know seventy five percent of Disney knowledge nation, which is still it's just more people. Which is still crap because you oh, know it's still crap, but it's uh, more people. Hans Christian Andersen, the original creator of this, right, was Danish, right? There are still black people. There's still black people. There's still Danish black people. Aside from the fact that it's fake, it's a it's a fictional thing. It's not even there. Are no, we can't go to Atlantica, which is probably off the coast of Africa. If we're gonna be real for like a second or two, you can't go to Atlantica and be like, um, I just want to do a quick census. How many nappy-headed mermaids out here? Anybody? <laughs> Oh, there's a lot more than y'all that I thought they, wow, 1, 2, 3, 20, 85, 3,000. Well, just just for some people who may not be up on the story, what the story is, Disney, in their ever, um, never-ending remaking of a lot of their animated uh, fare into live-action movies, they have announced that they're going to be remaking The Little Mermaid into a live-action film. They have cast um, Halle Bailey as to play the Ariel role in in the movie. Um, and I, I'm, I'm still a little bit unsure of whether or not uh, is this going to be a live-action movie for Disney Plus or for, for wide release, but nevertheless... Um, Freeform, which is actually owned by Disney, because like Kennedy said, you know, the the, the Internet like erupted people upset. You know, they cast this uh, Halle Bailey, who is a black actress. Not Halle Berry, by the way. No, not Halle Berry. Could you imagine being Halle Berry that day? Why am I trending? Yeah, she was. She was like, wait, what? What's going on? Did I sign something in my sleep? I don't know. Today's a good day. Oh, it's not me. Um, but Freeform, they actually responded to a lot of the Hard. the trolls out there. And that was a lovely statement. They did. Um, actually, and they posted it on Twitter. Freeform responded. I don't know if you all of you saw this. They said, yes, the original author of The Little Mermaid was Danish. Ariel is 
a mermaid. She lives in an underwater kingdom in international waters and can legit swim wherever she wants. Hello. Even though that also upsets King Triton, absolute zaddy. But he was though. Let's be real for a second. He was old as hell with a with a body. Like, yo, is he a pro wrestler? Was good. <laughs> he was. He was. I'm saying. But for the sake of argument, let's escar go. But for the sake of argument, let's say that Ariel too is Danish. Danish mermaids can be black because Danish people can be black. Hello. Ariel can sneak up to the surface at any time with her pal Scuttle and the <clears throat> Jamaican crab Sebastian, sorry flounder, and keep that bronze base tight. Black Danish people and thus merfolk can also genetically have red hair. But, spoiler alert, bringing it back to the top, the character of Ariel is a work of fiction. Hello. So after all that is said and done, and you still cannot get past the idea that choosing the incredible, sensational, highly talented, gorgeous Haley Bailey is anything other than the inspired casting that it is because she, quote unquote, doesn't look like the cartoon one. Oh, boy, do I have some news for you about you. Uh, and and they signed this an open letter to the poor, unfortunate souls. All right. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> that is the most nicely written shade ever. That is the most genteel clapback I've ever right? heard. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. And and for that to be coming from Freeform, which, you know, for those who don't know, previously was Disney Family. So there's a Disney Channel that is basically Disney, you know, answering the call to for their for their casting of Haley Bailey. Um so, I don't know if that put it to bed, but that's how you make a statement, and then you just moving on. And and I I didn't know that Freeform was owned by Disney, but there's also a Freeform show called Sirens, where there are many yes. bla- where there are many black mermaids. That show got me. That's I'm I'm deep in that show, but there are many black mermaids there. So you all again can once again continue to be mad. <laughs> continue to be mad. We're yes. out there. Continue with your hate. There you go. I love a lot of the uh, the Twitter clapbacks too. People are like, "Keep it up, we come for Elsa next." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. just let it go, <laughs> <laughs> let it go." We haven't been in the studio for two weeks. It's been a, it seems like so much longer. Two weeks. Yeah. Two uh-uh. weeks. <laughs> That's two because uh, weeks. last week we were um, at the Roddenberry's album release party for their their second album, "Eat the Roddenberries." Um, where we had a whole lot of fun with the Roddenberries, with all of um, uh, the vendors that were there, the gays in space, 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 space. Adopt a Tribble, uh, Priority One. We met a whole other side of our intern Tribble at that. Um, Yo, oh. let me tell you about your boy. I'm going to put you on camera, dog. <laughs> all you need to do, you know how like with Chia Pets, all you got to do is add water? Yup. With Dante Pet, all you got to do is add rum and maybe Coke. <laughs> maybe 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 just a splash see he even said it just a splash <laughs> your boy though yeah yeah so um and if you if you don't believe us just look for that show up on our stream um because the proof is in the audio uh, dante is is fit to be tied um hey i just want to say it was nice finally meeting you <laughs> no right i feel like he's a whole other person i didn't know this dude before well, you know what? Not only not only that, that show actually, you know, we edited down and we did a we get a, did like a tight two hours 
you know, were broadcast there. So it was a lot of fun. But it actually could have been two and a half hours because in the middle of that event, while you, Kennedy, I, Ariel, and our lovely Dante here went to take in the Roddenberry's performance, one master triple apparently was left alone at the microphone. <laughs> oh, my God. No. Was there be real Dude, Eric gave this, I lie to you not, 45-minute soliloquy about... I don't know if it was that. Dude, I edited it. <laughs> I got the tape. <laughs> it was 45 minutes of Eric talking about how much he missed Triple Nation he Aww. loved Triple Nation. I'm here for you, and y'all don't know that you are here for me. He's like, I don't remember any of this. How drunk were you? That's what, I'm apparently this much. <laughs> and, then, and then he went on about how if you are a creative soul, be the creator that you want to be because you can create as much as you want. Do it. Don't let anybody stop you. And if they give you a problem, you call the master triple. I'll be right there. Because oh. the nation is by your side. We are one nation under one groove. I was like, what? He said, I was like, what is happening here? I'm like, where are, are Isaiah and Randy? Isaiah was there. Isaiah, Isaiah had a mic. No, yes, because he chimed in. He was like, yeah. <laughs> That's all I had to do. Just hype him up just a little bit. Like, oh, keep going, keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He knew exactly what he was doing. He knew exactly what he was doing. It was like, oh man, this is oh, this is lovely. This is lovely. Dude, it was 40. I cut it down to about seven minutes on the show because otherwise it would have been a three-hour show. I was like, he really, really is he is he still talking? You would dude. Hey. I mean, this is well lubricated, you know. <laughs> Once the captain starts flowing, you know, it's just, just yeah. Your leg was it. up, dog. <laughs> I was like, man, okay, well, that's cool. That's love, man. Uh, then and then the week prior to that, we were um, with our friends at the Franklin Institute for Science After Hours for Pride Night at the Franklin Institute. Um, we had a great time there talking about how you can be an ally to the LGBTQ community. And we actually got an email from Rudolfo of 10,000worlds.org. He said, Dearest Tribbles, thank you for stepping up and being allies to the LGBTQ community and for asking how to be a good ally. I don't know if anyone from the Franklin Institute mentioned this when you did your pride at Science After Hours show, but Philadelphia played an important role in U.S. queer history. Four years before the 69 Stonewall riots, a multiracial, multigenerational, multigenerational group of Philly queers borrowed a technique from the civil rights movement and staged the first successful gay rights sit-in at the 17th Street Dewey's Restaurant, a victory which earned them the right to gather in public spaces and use public accommodations. Because of them, people could no longer be refused service or kicked out simply for not looking straight enough. Take care and keep doing what you're doing. All the best. Rudolfo from 10,000worlds.org. 
I mean, are we surprised that Philly's out here changing things? That's what Philly do. That is what we do. We are the reason why the, the rainbow flag has black and brown stripes now. Yes. Uh, you can thank Amber Hikes of the Philadelphia Department of LGBTQ Affairs um, through a lot of her work and effort, and uh, I'm sure her team as well. Uh, I think we're like the first major city to have that flag flying. Um, we're also the first major city to have the trans flag flying as well. So we have a lot of things to be proud for. Booyah. Well, you see how I did that? I brought it all the way back. But thank you, Rudolfo, for that email. Uh, we really appreciate it. And it's nice to know that, you know, and what we do is being appreciated by people out there. We, we like to think that uh, what we do uh, as allies to the LGBTQ community, as well as representing for uh the the queers the geeks and the nerds out there makes us a cut above the rest so we appreciate uh people appreciating that so that's dope all right it's a whole lot of appreciation well you know y'all appreciate it (laughs) okay let's appreciate some saturday morning cartoons right now let's get it let's get into it wait before we get into it i actually had an edit Oh, uh oh, oh, uh oh! From a Facebook post. I mean, I'm sorry, not Facebook, Twitter, but I'm in, might have been on Facebook too. It is not the White Lotus Clan. It is the Order of the White Lotus. I was very upset. Mm. Well, wonder they, who did that? Don't look over here. I wonder I who did, did that. I said, my fault. That I just said. Oh, my so bad. You, my so fault. So you don't you don't respect the American anime? You only only wow only the Japanese anime. Wow. I was like the White Lotus Clan. I was like, no. Hold up. I'm a. I'm generally sorry. (laughs) You see him stumble there. Pick it up. Pick it up. (laughs) Pick it up. Pick it up. Ah, that's a different (laughs) moment though. That's a different thing. Hold on. But no, genuinely sorry. And I was definitely a little tired when I wrote it. But I should have known. I should have known better because Iro is my dude. Okay. So I'm sorry, Iro. I'm sorry, Dante Bosco. I'm sorry, all the people over there at Avatar. I'm sorry, homie Giancarlo. And I'm gonna keep it pushing there. There All right. Cool. That's all. <laughs> I just wanted to read you in front of everybody, in front of company. I was just like, the White cool. Lotus Clan? I had question. I had boop, boop, boop. They just popped up. <laughs> like, my anime Thought question bubbles. marks. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get the little, is it the little, little, little the cross little, thing? That the anime thing? The anime thing? The All good. <laughs> the nation knew what I meant, though. Yeah, I just, I love Avatar. You know who else loves Avatar? Andrew! <laughs> and Look at his shirt. Look at his shirt. Look at his shirt. His shirt is official, ladies and gentlemen. That's Cora's shirt. Is it Cora? Get on yeah. that microphone. Get on that microphone. Yeah, I think it's Cora. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Because I, I was I think that's Cora at the top. So you're a fan. You're, you're a fan of all things Avatar then. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. yeah? yeah? That's cool. That's cool. So let's let's talk to Andrew and Alicia here. Let's find out a little bit about them first, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Andrew and Alicia, as we mentioned, who who come to many of the events uh, that we put on at Triple Nation, and you know, pulling back the veil, uh, I am very happy and and appreciative. Speak about uh, appreciation that Andrew is been one of our donators uh, when we disrobe for dollars. Uh, he, he was like, Triple's getting naked. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was, he, was, he was the one that got uh, Randy all the way into his uh, his super suit. 
It happens. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes when folks look almost exactly like you, they're like, well, you know what? I wonder what he looks like naked. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> that was actually pretty funny, though. That, you, you, it was, had you been here, it would have been even funnier. <laughs> pretty sure he was watching. Yeah, pretty oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was money well spent, so we, we appreciate that. So, um, Andrew, let, let's find out about you. I know that you're a little bit of a gamer, if I understand correctly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm a big gamer. I have, like, a whole bunch of systems. I even just bought a, uh, a, a new TV stand so I can have my systems all, all displayed nicely. Look at you. Look at you. He's like, I got Cheesing. This. Yeah, I know. He's, just, he's so happy. It's like almost like you buy it this afternoon. He's like, can't wait to go home and, <laughs> and get in front of the, the Are TV. Are we done yet? <laughs> <laughs> like Avatar, bye. All right. <laughs> so like, um, so you've always been a game. So I'm not a big gamer. So when you say you have all the systems, what did that mean? Because I, I, I see Isaiah and Dante lighting up because they're the huge gamers here. Uh, so the ones I have hooked up right now are PS3, PS4, um, Switch, a Wii U, and then I have like a 3DS, I have a PSP, I have a PS Vita, I have a Dreamcast. Well, PS- Alicia's like, yup, yup, he's got all of them. No Xbox, right? No Xbox, right? Oh, thank God. All right, good. What's wrong with Xbox? I mean, I'm not a big gamer, so I just, what's wrong with Xbox? It's just, well, for me personally, um, it's more of like the exclusive games, because like, PS4 has their own games, Xbox has their own games, but um, I feel like most of the, X- the good Xbox games are on the PS4 anyway. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Facts, better players are on PS4, community's better, and the chances of me getting called the N-word drop significantly more when I go to PS4. Really? <laughs> really? So the Xbox oh. Xbox uh, nation is like... Yeah. Yeah, they out there. Super Ooh. racist. Ooh, that's ugly. That's yeah. ugly. Okay, all right. And well. second rate, but it's cool. And second rate, okay. A little shady, but all right. All right. So, what game are you playing now? Like, what's the game? That- yeah, what's your what's your big game, Andrew? Big game. I mean, I know uh, there's a game that just came out called Bloodstained. That was Bloodstained. Yeah. What? You what gotta be. F- hold up. First of all, eat this mic, bro. Like, I, you can't right. just drop a nugget like Bloodstained <laughs> from back here. Like, what? <laughs> Well, I mean, there's this um, there's this game series called Castlevania that came out. Oh, uh, is, is that based on the, the, the on the show, the the, the anime? Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the the show, the show is based on the game. Okay, it came out on, like back on the NES. Okay, um, I played Castlevania on my Game Boy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, it, it goes back, it goes back. But um, yeah, the the creator of the series, they, he doesn't work for the the company Konami anymore. So okay, he split off. He did a Kickstarter. Uh, project where he um, basically he was like recreating the game, but with his own idea. And so, and that's what Bloodstain is. Yes. Okay. All right. So it's, it's a way that he can own the IP, right? And un, under his own vibe. Okay. And right. and and it's it's hot like that. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I mean, but like, that's not a cool name, Bloodstain. That's just <laughs> not, that's not a fun name. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I think Bloodstain is a fun name. I think it's on you in for a good time with Bloodstain. Yeah, that's definitely a game you want to play, Bloodstain. Yeah. Really? I mean, I think it could be more creative than, like, Bloodstain. 
blood stain. All right, well, number one, when he said it, you didn't know what it was. And when he mentioned Castlevania, then you caught antlers. So, you know what I mean? Like, it's not well, like you used to be like. Castlevania is a cool name. Bloodstains sound like it's it's like the star of a commercial. How do we get this bloodstain out of our carpet? What? <laughs> <laughs> like the detergent. That's the name. It's the name yes. of the detergent. It's bloodstained. It's four bloodstains. And they market it to vampires. Sounds like a hardcore band. Yeah, actually, the whole game is you're a company that cleans up crime scenes. That's it. <laughs> you just follow evidence. John Wick around. Body fluids. You follow John Wick around and get gold coins and clean up his crime scenes. It could be. It, I mean, like. I would play that, actually. Law, law and Order Bloodstain. I would play that. I would definitely play that. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, so you're a gamer. That's cool. Yes. That's dope. And, and now we have Alicia with you, who I always see Alicia with you, and and and, and I and I I don't know whether that means like are you are you like brother and sister? Are you a, a, a couple, a married couple? I never know what what's going on there, or just best friends. Uh, we're a couple. <laughs> Just so y'all know, there's like clarity. Oh. This my man. <laughs> yeah, for real though. <laughs> she's, she's like, where's my camera? For real though. You can look. You can look. That's my man. It was okay though. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why he ain't disrobed for no dollars. <laughs> no, that's right. Okay. So, so hey, Alicia, how you Hi. doing? I oh. AKA Chocolate Spice Triple. That's hey. right. Hey. Don't forget. Uh, that's right. That's right. They have triple designations, ladies and gentlemen. They've already been inducted. Andrew, what's your triple designation again? My triple name is uh, Triple of Sparta. Triple yeah. of Sparta. Yes. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, it's just a, a man of a few words, much action. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Driving blood stains. Double may cry, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Actually, he just walks around kicking people in the holes. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and not just like a, a nudge; it's always a donkey kick. <laughs> this is Forty Fifth Street. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Alicia, um, so what are you in, into? Like, are you a gamer as well, or a gamer by proxy? No. <laughs> like, no, no, that's no, not. I mean, I used to play video games with my twin brother when I was younger, but you know, that has. Yeah, twin, twin brother? brother? Oh, yeah, yeah, I do. His name is Dave Patman. <laughs> Just in case anyone's listening, you know, giving him a shout out. Yeah. Hey, most yeah. definitely, most definitely. So, so if you don't play uh, video games anymore, what, what do you like to get into? What's, um, what's I'm more into music or making playlists. Um, I would love to become a DJ one of these days, but you know, I need to get equipment and all that. But you know, I'm just taking my time just making playlists. So I've been like just building up my, uh, you know, my, my, my library. Um, so I'm hoping, you know, one day to get to like 40,000 songs, you know, I'm at 10,000 right now. It's not a lot, but you know, like I'm what? getting there. That is a lot. Getting- That's a lot, girl. That's a lot. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> what kind of music do you like? Um, R&B, you know, all kinds of music, but really R&B, soul, reggae. Um, yeah. And you want to be a DJ? You said I would like to be. Yeah, I think it's cool, especially like when you go to like to like certain parties and like they're blending and it's just like such like a seamless blend. Just like I want to be able to do that myself. Well, I think there's like a DJ school here in Philly, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah, you should. Sc- yeah, that's what it is. Scratch Academy. And also, like, at the Vinyl Taps event at Amalgam Comic Book. That was a, a really great event as well. Like, yeah. That was yeah. a fantastic day. Yeah. So I hope yeah. to connect with them and then maybe, you know, get to Scratch Academy at some point. So that'd be cool. Yeah. So that's what I'm more into. Yeah. Music. Philadelphia, home of the world's greatest DJs. Yeah. The world's greatest. 
Ask anybody. What's your DJ name? Do you have it yet? Oh, snap. She does. Yes, Do she you does. Have it? World no, premiere. Uh, DJ A Breezy. <laughs> oh, a Breezy. A Breezy. A Breezy. Hey. <laughs> That's yeah. fly. I like, I like that. that. Cool. That'll work. A Breezy, ones and twos. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you gotta get like the wind effect and all that. Oh. Hey, hey, you feel that? It's a breezy on the one and two. Coming to you live. You didn't just see a breezy in here. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Oh. And some of the time from the six oh nine. What's good, y'all? Coming at you live okay. with the booms and the baps and the this and the that. Get your coats and your hats. Because <laughs> this is where it's at. <laughs> Bars. She gonna be writing this all down. She's like, right, right. She's like, I'm gonna record this. Yo, she, down with this later. Yo, she pushed record on her phone. Like, yeah, keep going, y'all. <laughs> Don't stop. Booms mm. and baps. <laughs> this and that's. Coats, Got it. Hats. Yep, yep. Forget the hats. Also, one last thing about that. Um, so every year or every summer we make like a summer play- playlist. Um, so I'm done with mine. I'm hoping Andrew will get his done soon. So like when we go on our trips, like the beach and all, like we're playing it, or like you know we go to New York or you know Maryland. Um, it's like one thing I I do just to make sure like I'm keeping my skills up. Nice. That's fantastic. Well, that's I nice. Love that. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my God, I got diabetes. You two are so sweet. Aww. And that's cool to do that together and stuff. So how how did you two meet? How did y'all come together? <gasps> what? Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> we, we didn't get together in high school, but we we met in high school. She she had a music class, and I, I was taking music theory, and we just kind of met while she was like learning piano. So yeah, like we became friends, but then we kind of split apart. And then 2005, we 2005, 20, 2015. Cool <laughs> girl. Um, <laughs> yeah, just found her on Facebook. We you you went looking for it, didn't you? Oh, you just like a quick, just a random shout out. Right. He said, "I wonder like what I wonder what a breezy up to." <laughs> right. <laughs> the thing is, like, I, I know her brother. I know, I know Dave. So, um, I saw Dave. So wait, wait, wait. What's the timeline? Like, how long after high school is this? Like, what year did you graduate? If we can put you all the way out there. I, I graduated oh seven. Oh my God! Oh yeah, right. Sorry, everybody's watching live. Just wondered why the world went black. I, <laughs> I just died. Yeah, yeah. Oh seven. I had like I what? Was, I was drinking at I that just point. Grown, right? <laughs> I ain't have kids yet, but on my own. Two sons. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you graduated in 07. Yeah, graduated in 07. She graduated. So wait a minute. So, but you knew you knew her brother. So were you and her brother close? Um, well, I played in the band. I used to play trumpet, and he played the bass. So okay. Yeah, we met that way. Is your brother single? No. Kennedy. Okay. Okay. I can't ask a question. We asking them all the questions. I ask one question and I'm wrong. But you just, you just. I mean, you. First of all, I don't know who you whispering to on radio. <laughs> I was talking to Alicia. You were talking, talking to the mic. I was talking to A Breezy. <laughs> Me and A Breezy had eye contact. We was here. Yeah, but but what the world heard was, yeah. is your brother single? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the only stupid question is the one that goes unasked. <laughs> Meanwhile, is your brother single? And anyway, she said, no, it's all good. Got to ask. Yeah, so I, I saw I saw her brother on Facebook, and I was like, I wonder how Alicia's doing. So, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. I'm gonna check in on you. You know, I thought about mm-hmm. it real quick. Kobe from the three. <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, dude, that, that's Kyle Corver right there. That, that's that's a more that's a guaranteed shot. That's he nailed that one. That's 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 Corver for All right, now Alicia, you pick up the story, right? It's a it's a warm Saturday in April, right? He slides in your DMs. <laughs> what were you doing? Like, were you were you getting your nails did? Was it like getting your locks twisted? Like, what were you? You know, were you out somewhere? Like, what happened? I actually don't remember, but he oh burn. But he was just like, I miss you. I'm like, oh, you miss me? Oh, okay. Like, all right, hey, how's everything going? Um, and then I just like took off from there. So yeah, I mean, I know that sounds kind of boring, boring, but I mean, that's how things happen, though. You know, people just be people. They expect yeah. to be like a big extravagant tail, and they ain't always, you know, frozen. Yeah. Sometimes it just be like we met, we got a beer, and we like each other. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> Sometimes it be simple. That's actually, pretty much how it happened. We went out for we went out for um, single de Mayo. Well, yeah, yeah, we went to the library. And we had a your yeah, first date was a library. library. Now that's oh, unique. No. Honestly, yeah, who, unique. Who, who chose it's, a library? It's free, but it's very unique. I, yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like she had a post about a lecture about black conservatism. I was like, hey, you want to check that out? So yeah, we, so we went out there. Oh, you a Mac? Let's go listen to a lecture. <laughs> then we went to um, the Art Star Bazaar and um, the Penn's Landing. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of days later, we went out for ice cream. And I was like, how about I make this official? After the second date? No, it was uh, three, three. Oh, like a week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, after a week. It was so a he week. took his time with it. it was I a, respect that. Dude, it was... Saturday, Sunday, Monday. <laughs> oh, that's how it was the week. Gotcha. <laughs> that's how that worked out. You got a brother? Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> I wish someone would take me to a lecture on a first date. I'd be like, how many kids you want, though, for real? Like, <laughs> I, whatever you need. I got, I'm healthy. <laughs> I'm curious, though, because you reached out to her on, on Facebook because you were like, hey, I wonder what Alicia looked like. Yeah, we know what I mean. Alicia, how were you feeling about Andrew? Were you was Andrew already kind of like you know, oh he's nice. Who's that in your band? <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, I guess like, like I have a type, and then like he came in, I'm like, oh, like the guy, the tall guy with the lock, and he's dark chocolate. I'm like, oh my gosh, is this like to be? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is this is what it is. All right, cool. Like it just happened. I'm like the guy that you know, like my type, actually just came for me. I'm like, great, great, cool. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that part of the story. Oh, oh, oh my god. <laughs> I'm gonna send you to That's my so insulin bill. You're her type. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So <laughs> you're her type, right? It's beautiful. I love it. So, like, what was it about her? Because I'm assuming it just kind of clicked. So, if it, if it only took you a week, bruh, what made you just be like, like a damn, clank, clank? That's <laughs> not how everybody she, thinks, Eric. She was very down to earth. She was uh, very cute. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't question that. Really? Like, it's just that je ne sais quoi? Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. I'm glad it was clicked. <laughs> was she your type? She said good answer. <laughs> she said good answer. Good answer. All these people, that's what you better have said. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And now, so that was, what, 2015, we said? 
And now we're 2019, and look at you. Look at you two. Still sweet as I don't know what. That is adorable. That is, And for those who don't know, if you've ever spotted these two at the um, different events when they used to come to Anime Wednesday and... Um, they actually came to my one-man show at last year's podcast festival. Um, as they are right now, this is exactly how you see them. They sit close to each other, and on the low, they hold hands underneath whatever table or chair they are. That's what they do. That's what they did in the green room. I peeped the whole game. I know exactly y'all stay in close, tactile. They tried to front it first like they weren't joined at the hip. I Alicia know. was a good three feet away, and I looked at them like, this ain't right. This <laughs> is not... Y'all too far apart. This ain't even, mm-mm. You letting all the space for the Holy Ghost. I just ain't never, oh, okay. And she scooted behind right back over. Because like, that three feet is as far as that gravity will allow Aww. her to. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, so that's great. But now let's talk about Saturday mornings. Let's talk about Avatar, The Last Airman. Well, Actually, before we dive into that, I just had a quick question. Oh, sure. Do you guys remember when Cinderella with Moesha came out? Was there that big of an uproar? Yeah, I do remember. They were they were yeah, they were bit, yeah. hella mad. They well, were, I think it was I it perhaps, but I think what's different is that the internet did not play the role role that it plays now. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm, was the internet even big? Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, maybe. AOL AOL Messenger. Like you know what I mean? But it wasn't like this thing where you could just cast this wide net of hate. So, so even if if somebody was mad, it, you weren't necessarily going to get the full brunt of it. And also, I think it, while they, I believe I seem to remember like a little bit of a thing about that, I don't think it was a a big thing because that iteration of Cinderella, if I remember, was like multi like there was yeah t- the like yeah they cast however all over. yeah. yeah. I yeah. think like it Whoopi, was colorblind uh, yeah, casting. Yeah, colorblind casting. Like it was Whoopi also, Goldberg was her mom and her right. stepmother. Oh no, Whitney Houston was a stepmother. No, the fairy godmother. Yeah, so yeah. Um, they also it was Rodgers and Hammerstein as well. So it didn't have it wasn't the Disney Cinderella that they true, were true, remastering. Right. It was a completely mm. different version of it. So people, I do remember the backlash from that. People were pissed. They were super pissed that that Brandy was Cinderella and that all these other black people were in it and that her dad was Asian or something. No, her, or, no, her the prince, was, the, the the prince, prince was Asian. Asian. Her dad was actually white. Yeah. yeah, they were mad about everything. They were like, this doesn't make any sense. How can she be like, bro? Well, yeah, because they, they didn't understand the concept of colorblind. Colorblind. They how don't understand colorblind. It, but here's the thing. <laughs> it's like, how can, how can her dad be white and her prince be Asian? It's like, I'm sorry, a pumpkin turned into a carriage. So I think you, <laughs> I think you are... Yeah, right. I think you are confused about the wrong thing. Like, if you were going to wonder, maybe that's the thing. It's like, mm, how she get a, a pumpkin into a carriage? How she get a mouse to be a horse? Like, that don't make no sense. Not... Right the shade of the person who might might have maybe had you. Right, like that's where the magic ends. <laughs> right. Like, wait a minute. Census? Mice turn into horses all the time. <laughs> Negroes don't become non-Negroes. It doesn't happen. <laughs> you, mean your, happen. you mean your carriage wasn't a pumpkin? It happened yeah, once. Right? That's right. Uh. Every carriage I've ever seen used to be a pumpkin. That's I mean, where carriages come from. Where does your carriage come from? Duh. I do. Ha- I do have to say, when I first saw the 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 cartoon Cinderella, of course, I knew that pumpkins didn't turn into carriages. But I always thought that a carriage always had like a pumpkin look to it. So when I saw an actual carriage, like that ain't a carriage. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I thought? 
and I don't know, maybe I was the only one, but my thought was, why is her curfew midnight? I just like, why why was there a curfew? Of course it's like just a plot twist, but I'm like, why she got a curfew? If you're gonna give me a night and let me go rule, to the party. Because magic let me go has to rules, the party. Eric. Everybody knows that. Oh, magic right. has rules. There's uh, rules and there's always night. a price. That's true. Otherwise, man, it, the world would just run amok. Amok. With the magic. Yes. Amok. All right, let's let's talk about the weekenders now. Come on now. We got off topic. Thank All you. All right, we'll go to the weekenders. Let's go to the weekenders. I have or anything Avatar. to contribute there. Avatar's no, no, no. Start. Let's go to weekenders. Let's go because Avatar is going to be a whole thing. Yeah, that's easy. And weekenders is going to be a thing, but I don't know if it's going to be a whole thing. So, <laughs> so. Wow. I've never even heard of that. I'm Googling. <laughs> See. <laughs> <laughs> Don't feel bad. I'm sorry. I'm I definitely sorry. Googled, Googled it. Them now. I definitely it a, Googled it in the green room, so don't worry about it. The Weekenders was actually a, a Disney cartoon yeah. from 2000 to 2004. Right. So I think it ran like about three or four seasons. It had a theme song um, sung by Wayne Brady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wayne. It, it's actually a, it's actually a catchy. Brady. I love him so much. Wayne Brady. So much. He's, he's a talented brother, and I'm not going to lie. I saw him live in... In Atlantic City, and it was a good time. He, he, he had a good time. I don't time. know. Something about him just cracks me up. Like when he shows up, I, like if you go to um, crap, what's the music venue that's like on Frankfurt? Um, on Frankfurt? Uh, not uh, the Fillmore. The Fillmore. There is a painting of Wayne Brady. I went to the Fillmore, was like, why is Wayne Brady on the wall? I took a picture and was like, Wayne Brady at it again. I just feel like he's <laughs> everywhere. It's like, what are you doing here? When I see Wayne Brady, that's being I wanna, amazing. I just want to ask him, what are you doing here? Just being a dude. Being amazing. So the, okay, Wayne Brady. The week, the Weekenders, which is about a, a group of kids having fun on the weekend. Right. Right? That's basically right. What, what we're talking about, right, Alicia? Yep. Yeah, so it's four kids or four friends. Um, the lead character is Tino. Um, then there's Tish. Carver and Lore, um, as you mentioned, um, they just live for the weekend. And as like Wayne Brady sings in the theme song, like they're living for the weekend. Mm -hmm. um, so it starts off on Friday, like whatever they want to do. Like usually on that Friday, they're like going to like the pizza parlor. And it's like like they switch up the pizza parlor. Um, and um, actually, Tish, uh, she's vegetarian, so like sometimes she'll get like you know interesting ingredients, and they're like right. talking about that. And then they like go about like their weekend, like trying to figure out what they're gonna do for the weekend. Um, so it's either like going to the arcade, going to a game, going to a party, or you know just going to the mall just to get more pizza. Mm -hmm. um, so you know, doing kids stuff. Um, it's a really funny show to me. I mean, uh, when I started watching, I was like in middle school, so like I would like rush home. Like I yeah. had like thirty minutes to walk home. I would rush home to catch it. <laughs> um, that and like Winnie the Pooh. So I would like watch those two, and then I would do my homework. Um, yeah, it was a really good show. It was like really funny. It was something I watched with my twin brother and also my older sister. So it was like something that we did together. We were okay. like, trying to like, oh, I want to watch this. I want to watch that. Like we all like agreed on that. Settled so in on like, weekenders, really, like, right? Thing there. Um, with the show, uh, it's they're pretty funny too. There's like that one black kid, the Carver dude, who's like you know the cool kid or who wants to be the cool kid, and he's like really stylish and always like talking about wanting to be cool. So there's like episodes around that. Lore, um, who I mentioned earlier, she's like more of like a tomboy, and um, she has 14 brothers. So there's like, always like a running 14 brothers. 14, 14 brothers. Damn, mom and dad was busy for real. Um, so there's like always like a running joke around that. Like so like whenever like they are at her house, like the brothers just like come rushing in. Like you don't even like you can't even tell the difference between them all. They're like a mob just like running through. Right. Or if they, they mention something about like a sport, they all just happen to hop onto like each other and like do like a I forget what it's called, but like when you hop onto each other. Thank you, dog pile. Dog pile. 
Um, and Tish, like she's vegetarian. She's also Russian. So like anytime you go to her house, like you could, it's like just culture change. Like, oh, that's cool. That she was Russian. That's dope. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's a, you know pretty cool show that no one seemed to watch, but I thought it was hilarious. It's still on YouTube. So sometimes like if I'm feeling bored, I'll just like go find an episode. And go watch it, yeah. Nothing wrong. I'm looking at it. Um, it's from the makers, the same people that brought you Rugrats and um, what was that? Rocket Power. So it's from you know what? Because I was looking at the art, I was like, it looks like Rocket Power to me, yeah. like something about the art. So, yeah, okay. that's founded. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I'm with you, Randy. Sorry, you didn't watch Rocket Power. Oh, I, 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 I oh, Rocket Power. No, I'm sorry, fun. yeah, we were like. Probably, uh, they, 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 they were probably a little older. Like I only know Rocket Power because Olivia was coming up at that time. So, oh. so I saw Rocket Power. Then. Thanks, Len. <laughs> I watched Rocket Power. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Anyway, anyway, it's it's interesting that you pointed that out because the one thing that I took in from that Weekenders is, um, it almost seems like almost every generation has. That one animated show that's just about kids living their life. You know what I mean? Like when I was coming up, it was probably Fat Albert, you know. Um, but there's been tons of shows like that. There was Recess. There was uh, Hey Arnold. Uh, there was Doug. Um, Rocket Power was basically just like that. Weekenders. Rugrats. Rugrats. They were, they were living the their life. They, um, those parents were they were not good parents, but those kids because they were not watching them. But yeah, I think Rugrats is in that group. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's so it's cool. So that's why I don't. I, I honestly, I, I joke, but I can't knock you for a show that maybe I didn't watch, mm-hmm. but it looked like it was a, a cute show, and I can understand a see the humor. In it. Well, it was, <laughs> did, did, did you glean more from what did you glean from the show? Why did it? Why did this show? Um, stay so um, close to your heart? Because I'm always living for the weekend. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, and they're always doing something fun. Um, you know, it's like similar to like, hey, Arnold, like they're able to just go out and like do stuff without any supervision. I just, mm-hmm. I think I always wanted that. Now that I'm older, I can have that. But you know, like when I was younger, that would have been great. You know, just go to So that wasn't your life, being able, like, they just running out the house. Like, look, 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 they just going. Ain't no mom, ain't no dad. Where are they going? I want to go. Their doors they are open. Have, they going to the mall. How they get to the mall with no ride? I don't know. <laughs> it's great. They can walk everywhere. I always thought that's what was cool about Hey Arnold as like a kid that grew up essentially in the country where you have to drive everywhere to see like city kids just be like, let's catch the bus. Let's go do this. Let's go to the park. And it's like, huh? He's like, you yeah. need a ride for that. So <laughs> you can't. That requires a ride. <laughs> right. It's like a bus. Like, what is that? So that was that was cool. So were in the weekenders, were they like city kids too? Or? It was like suburban, but. I think it's like California. Yeah. Like in so- Southern oh, California. okay. Yeah. Because I feel like Hey Arnold was definitely like New York yeah. vibes. Yeah. So they were West Coast yeah. kids. And like where we're from, it's more suburban. So like, I guess that's like where that came from too. Like, I just want to be able to go. Like, <laughs> instead of having to beg my mom and dad to take me somewhere. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, I, I'm sorry if you felt that I was, you know, was belittling fun. your show. I was not belittling it. It looks like it looks like a great show. I like that word better. Thank you. You're welcome. The Weekenders. The Weekenders. Living for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> that's dope. Were, were you a Weekenders fan, Andrew? Um, You 
You'll be watching more now. <laughs> <laughs> trust, trust. You're going to be tuned into that YouTube channel. Right. <laughs> Make it happen, bruh. <laughs> that's 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 epic. Um, so that's cool. So that's cool. The the weekenders. It wasn't a Saturday morning cartoon, but we've kind of like you know we was it Saturday morning. Yeah. When it first came out, it was featured on um, ABC. Um, oh, ABC. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was featured there, and then like they started to show it in the afternoon. Moving. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Because if I remember. Because at one time on ABC, um, they had Doug on there, and Doug was on the afternoons as well. Like Doug was a cartoon. But when the the Doug that was on ABC wasn't the real Doug, wasn't that when? No, they, it was a new one. They had yeah, like rebooted it, was, it or something. Yeah, when rebooted they rebooted and redid the animation, I was not a fan of that Doug. I don't really? think Hash, anybody hashtag liked that Doug. not my Doug. What? <laughs> 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 Really? I mean, well, I, I guess. I mean, I, I didn't notice it that hard. Oh, you didn't know? Oh, you just it, went on a tirade in the green room about how the chipmunks in the 80s were not actually chipmunks. No, I just said I, I didn't notice that hard. I just noticed that Doug had was now on ABC. I didn't watch it that heavy. I just knew Doug. You know? Oh, no. It, it, it was not the same Doug. I turned on Doug. Olivia watched it. I was good. I ate waffles. Like, that's <laughs> that was my, that was my life with Doug. You know, she liked it, so, you know, so it was cool for me. But, no, I I feel you. When sh- when things get rebooted and it's not quite the same, case in point, the Chipmunks, when they got rebooted, yeah, I feel you. I see Alicia over there. What are you trying to chime in with? Like, like the Teen Titans. Oh, you didn't. Teen Titans go what? Go where? <laughs> you know what? I was I watched a YouTube video recently where they were talking about the worst animated series of all time, and the Teen Titans Go was considered one of the worst animated series of all time. But I thought, oh. fight me. That show is brilliant. It is. I was about to say, there's like, nothing wrong with that show. That, it show. Is. that show was hilarious. The movie was funny too. The movie was funny. Yeah, I, I've seen parts of that recently. That joint is ridiculous. It got Stan Lee just popping in there like, I love cameos. Like, yo, it's just ridiculous. That joint's all that. That joint's all that. Yes, it is. I and I like the movie and and you know I don't really watch the series hardcore, but I've watched it enough to see that you know it's okay. And but it's been on long enough, so I figured it must be doing something. But I think what rubs people in the wrong way is because to Alicia's point. What preceded it was a really good Teen Titans cartoon. Quite. That was funny, but it was also more serious and action. And um, so that's why it really, like, bums people out. And and it was a hard reboot so much so that they kept the same voice actor. So that really was disappointing. Go ahead, Alicia. Go ahead. Oh, one of y'all was about to talk. Go ahead. Then maybe I was wrong. I saw y'all grappling for the microphone. So I wanted to make sure that everybody got it. Len all directed me in the camera and stuff and nothing. No, because I saw her. <laughs> it's 9.55, ladies and gentlemen. Let's take a break. <laughs> Let's put on some music. And then on the other side, we're going to get into um, more Saturday morning and weekend afternoon fun. We'll, we'll talk about some chipmunks. We're going to go hardcore on Avatar The Last Airbender. We're definitely going to get in there. We've, we've got uh, Ariel's Secret Garden, Reading Garden coming up. We've got this week in geek history and we have a very special surprise coming at the end of the show for our very special guest tonight here on black tribbles on wppmlp 
106.5 FM, <laughs> Philly Cam, People Powered Media here in the city of brotherly love and sisterly affection. We'll be back in un momentito. It is the wandering triple herself. <laughs> and I did have music. Thank you, Eric. I'm being tormented, but that's fine. Because I I came to show triple love, and but now I see how the triples be. But that's fine. But my wandering today, good people, takes me to the stars. Um, my book, uh, my recommended reader for this week is actually a little golden book. So this is for the kitties. Um, Star Trek Too Many Tribbles. Um, it is actually based on the original teleplay, The Trouble with Tribbles, written by David Gerald. Uh, the book is by Frank Berrios and illustrated by Ethan Beavers. And yeah, it's just a story about tribbles. There are no black tribbles. Because uh, we, we here, son. But we, we are found here. Out why, though, so it's all good. Yes, but um, I just thought it was cute. This came out this week, and I thought. Uh, it would just be wrong if this was not my pick of the week. Look at how cute Kirk is. Yeah. 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 William Shatner has not looked that good in ever. <laughs> <laughs> wow. In a minute. It's cool. You know, they're actually, um, first of all, I was very surprised to see that, like, uh, my little golden books are actually still a thing. So that's that's the. Oh, yeah. And they're getting nerdier and nerdier. He-Man and She-Ra came out this yeah. week. Yeah. They have some Star Wars ones. Um, oh, yes, do I see? I give a little our favorite lieutenant. Oh, there she go! Oh, there she go! Yeah, yeah. Queen Triple now, herself. Now that ain't a black triple. It's definitely a blurple triple. <laughs> a blurple triple. Yeah, you see the look at what she's holding. The triple that she's holding. Mm-hmm. There. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So that ain't look, 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 at, look at the black crewman over here with the waves, them space waves. <laughs> Yo, I'm here for every second of this. <laughs> I want this book. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Triple Nation, this uh, lovely golden book could be yours um, if you just email us um, at blacktribbles at gmail.com. Again, that's blacktribbles at gmail.com. And just uh, put too many tribbles in the subject line for a chance to win your free copy. That is so cute. It is cute. That's, that's, that's cool. Uh, so there you go. It's just just that simple, ladies and gentlemen. Email too many triples in the subject line. First email we get wins a copy of Star Trek. Too many triples. Little golden book just for you. All right. Uh, thank you, Ariel. You're welcome. For that great suggestion. <laughs> uh, do you do you not like your garden? Yeah, I do. You don't have your ear. See, if you had your earphones, you, we are in a garden right now. I had my earphones. I heard it. So I do like the the chirping birds and the flutter of butterfly wings as opposed to, like, the rats and howls of, like, despair that I was uh, doing my my suggested reading to in previous weeks. Lord. (laughs) (laughs) So so extra. You're so extra. I am. (laughs) Well, at least you own it. That's great. I appreciate that. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, it is also top of the hour, which means that you're listening to WPPMLP. Philadelphia. And it's time for this week in geek history. 
unfortunately, something is, is, has happened to the Philly Cam system here. So our background music is not here, but our special correspondent is in the building, I understand. Hello. <laughs> what up? Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard without music now, but it's okay. This week in Geek History. Welcome to the garden. We're still in the garden. <laughs> mm, yes, quite. This week in Geek History. <laughs> I've got tea here. Um, July 7th, 1936. Several U.S. patents are issued for the Phillips head screw and screwdriver to inventor Henry F. Phillips. Phillips founded the Phillips Screw Company to license his patents. One of the first customers was General Motors for its Cadillac assembly lines. By 1940, 85% of U.S. screw manufacturers had a license for the design. July 9th. 9th July. <laughs> Dr. Daniel Hale Williams performed his first op successful open heart surgery at Providence Hospital in Chicago in 1893. Daniel, Dale, Daniel Hale Williams, uh, the good doctor, of course, in that most deaf film. It was the most deaf film. He was in a film where he played... Oh, the, the doctor film? Yes, the, the that, yes. Gifted hands? Gifted hands, something. It was, it was documented, is what I'm saying. It's documented, it's there. July 9th is when this surgery took place. Also on July 9th, 1981, the game that launched two of the most famous characters of video game history was released for sale. Donkey Kong was created by Nintendo, a Japanese playing card and toy computer company turned fledgling video game developer who was trying to create a hit game for the unique North American market. Uh, Donkey Kong is named after the game's villain, a pet gorilla gone rogue. The game's hero was originally called Jumpman, but is re retroactively named Mario since the, once the game becomes popular and Nintendo decides to use character in future games. Uh, July 10th, 1875, Mary McLeod Bethune was born. She, of course, was known for her adventures uh, into education and making sure that little black children everywhere could be educated. Uh, July 11th, 1979. The first American space station Skylab re-enters the Earth's atmosphere and burns up after planes, after plans for keeping it in orbit failed to materialize. I see what they did there. Fragments of Skylab fell around Perth, Australia, killing one cow. <laughs> July 12th. <laughs> 1860. One unlucky cow. One cow. <laughs> only one cow was killed in the landing of the space lab. July 12th. <laughs> Oh my god, they killed Bessie! <laughs> Bessie was like, <laughs> July 12th, 1864, George Washington Carver, notice scientist, was born. Uh, oh, I skipped one. On July 11th, in 1905, the Niagara Movement was founded by W.E.B. Dubois. Uh, for those of you unaware, the Niagara Movement is an organization of black intellectuals that was led by Dubois and called for full political, civil, and social rights for African Americans. All of this and more brought to you by this adorable freaking trouble book. Oh, my God. I want it. <laughs> <laughs> I you better get your emails in because Kennedy got make Kennedy has been making eyes. Yo, I, this almost went. If I had a bigger purse, it'd have been gone. Yup. It would have been gone. Yup. Something the Lord made. That's what it is. Something the Lord made. I Thank you. I looked that up. Appreciate you. Our man most giving us the most. That's what he does. Um, also, this week in Geek History, and it's literally this week, um, in the world of comics, there's a new comic book series that just had its 
its uh, final issue of its first, I guess, its first arc. And that is Naomi, which is the comic book series by writer Brian Michael Dennis. Bendis. Bendis, excuse me. David Walker and with art by Jamal Campbell and Wes Wes Abbott. Uh, Issue number six just came out this week. Uh, Naomi, which is uh, about a, a young, you know, black black girl, brought to her home planet a, a parallel Earth, and where she learns how to control her powers. She also comes face face to face with Zumbato, the villain who is responsible for the death of her parents, and she defeats him in issue six, which just uh, released this week. Um, at the same time, just as the book comes to a close. And we finally understand where she came from and where she's going from here. We also learned something that we didn't know before. For all this time, the character has simply been known as Naomi, but now the creative team has revealed her full name, Naomi McDuffie, as they have named her after the late great comic book uh, writer and animation writer, producer, uh, Dwayne McDuffie. So that's a nice little uh, nod there. Yeah, that's good stuff. David Walker is the best. I appreciate that. That was that was that was dope. Yeah, yeah, that so was very very dope. So that was very cool. So that actually happened this week in Geek History. And Naomi Number Six is on sales at your favorite book comics bookstore, Malcolm Comics and Coffee House. Check them out. Um, and comic bookstores near you. I'll go pick that up. It is a great. Book. Such a great book. I'm actually, uh, as one who collects comic book trays, I'm I'm glad that it, it reached issue six, so now I can come and buy the trade. Looking forward to dude, that. Dude, that Jamal Campbell. Jamal Campbell. The that dude is, is good. The, oh, man, he's yeah, good. Yeah, the artist really Beautiful, good. beautiful stuff. It's cool on that. You, you can answer a real quick question before we get back into the Saturday morning um, summer. I just finished. I'm in the midst, actually. I'm not finished. Of reading the trade for Bitter Root. Yes. Which is a great Great David Walker, book. man. I'm telling you. Great comic book. But am I correct? Did that book actually get canceled? No. Okay, so, no, no, no. so it this was is a, just the first arc. Yeah, the first arc. Yeah, and then there was a, a, a special that came out this week as well. Okay, cool. cool. Um, but no, it, it will be continuing. It's a, fa- it's a really... It's fantastic stuff. Nice very, like, very little mythology stuff. they're building in that with these... Uh, like, it's, it's about a family of uh, demon hunters in 1920s Harlem. Yeah. Uh, black demon hunters in 1920s Harlem and like their history goes back like in the midst of slavery and all kinds of cra- it's it's fantastic stuff. So they're black and they're demon hunters or they're hunting black demons. No, they're, they're black, black and demon, and they're hunters. demon hunters. Okay. And the cool That's thing what I thought. And the cool thing is that like white people in this in this this iteration in this world when they create when they do bad against I think it's just bad deeds in, in general or is it against just black people? Well, whatever. Whenever, what if they do anything bad? These demon hunters will come and kill the white people, but then they'll stand there waiting because because you did bad. You, the white people, then change into some type of monster. So then they got to kill the monster as well. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, makes sense to the whole bitter root thing. Yeah, that I mean, that's the whole thing. Like the bitter root is yeah. like the hate. So I think yeah. it's not necessarily did. Oh, you just did something bad, but it's like if you are harboring that like hate. That's right. And, right. and that seed is in you. It's not just like oh, you're a jerk and you like I'm getting in front of you in line. It's like no, I hate like I hate everything about. No, but you. I think but I think it is actually if you do 
something because he uh the one demon hunter he kills like these guys that are about to lynch this black right. guy but the one guy who's there who doesn't have blood on his hands he doesn't change oh and he i do remember that but i don't remember because he didn't kill him because he, then he more or less becomes his sidekick because that was like the first issue wasn't it yeah i don't remember i don't remember that yeah he, i thought everybody changed no no he doesn't because he more or less becomes like his sidekick for like the rest of the oh. that first arc Okay. Yeah, it's 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 good. Great wild art. Oh, I love that. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Guys, can we talk about Avatar now? Yes, we can talk about Avatar. I'm Gosh, I'm poor sorry. Andrew done crossed the bridge. He don't want to hear about no bitter roots or. <laughs> Andrew might want to hear about bitter roots. I know. I'm playing. This was my attempt at a segue. I'm not as flawless as it is, Lynn. Okay, give me a break. <laughs> Avatar: The Last Airbender, um, widely considered one of the. Best animated series of the last of the 21st century, um, and maybe one of the last of the, of the ever shows in general. Yeah, like for real, for real. And this is a show that has, I believe, made perhaps special meaning for our guest Andrew. Andrew, why you why you got so much love for? Avatar: The Last Airbender. Uh, I just, uh, I love the show. It's a, it's, it's a very unique concept. Where, um, like, it's, it takes place in a world where people have learned to control the elements through spiritual and physical um, training. It's, yeah, like the the animation is beautiful because they they put so much attention on making the uh, martial arts so fluent so mm-hmm. it flows very well yeah for those who don't know avatar the last airbender is set in a asiastic like world in which some people can manipulate the classical elements with psychokinetic variants of the chinese martial arts known as bending the series is presented in a style that can combi- combines anime with american cartoons and relies on the imagery of east slash South Asian Inuit and New World Societies and follows the protagonist, 12-year-old Aang, the last airbender, and his friends who must bring peace and unity to the world by uniting the Fire Lords, by ending the Fire Lords' war with the rest of the world. Um, and this actually, if I remember correctly, when it when it started, was on Saturday mornings. Um yeah, I, I think it maybe in reruns went to the afternoons, but I believe it started on Saturday mornings. It was either that or Friday afternoon. But. Uh, may, yeah, yeah, maybe like a, a designated day. Um, but and I, I'll be honest, I came, I came to this series very late uh, after it, it already ran. But what I appreciated watching it was that I couldn't believe that this show that was hysterically funny. Uh, wildly ima- imaginative and, and very, very meticulous in its world building that it had, as as well as being respectful to the cultures from which it was drawing its inspirations for that world. I couldn't believe that this was a children's show. Like I couldn't believe like kids were actually getting into the show and like hanging on every word. But yo, I I quickly learned that this show. Like had people like they were like just like hungry for it. They ate this stuff up and loved it, including Andrew. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> Peep that shirt game though. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm like you. I kind of came late. Um, I, I think I missed like the first book as it was going. Like I came in at the end of the, the second season. Mm-hmm. But um, I I did end up catching up and like it was on Netflix for a while. And yeah, I knew I, like I already knew it was an awesome show. But watching it all the way through, it was just it made it even better. I know this is a show holds a special place in your heart as well, Super Saiyan Trouble. Yeah. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah, it definitely holds a, a special place in my heart. It's just, uh, as you know, you said from the description, it blends both Eastern and Western together with the anime inspiration and somewhat art style with, um, again, the, the Western art style and then paying homage to the Chinese martial arts and how they use it for a particular bending because each sort of bender, whether it be fire, earth, water, or air, they all have different styles and different arts that they are derived of. Unfortunately, I don't know all the martial arts <laughs> styles that they actually chose, but it's very, very unique in their styles. And then there's even subclasses to their bending. Mm-hmm. And then with the world building, as you mentioned, it's just so far out there that I was like completely immersed into the story. And... <sighs> Were you catching it on the first run? Like, were you watching it as a semi? I semi caught it on the first run through, and but I definitely caught it more when it was just like replaying again. Okay, and I was just able to actually just have more time, like after school, watch it. Cause but you were still. But I'm saying, yeah. like, you were still like young when you were watching. Yeah, yeah. So, like, how was it? I'm I'm curious, like, how you were taking it in? How was it hitting you it, at that time? It was for me. It was like my it was my weekday like anime fix because come like the weekend, come Friday, the weekend, whatever. I had Adult Swim and then I had Toonami, right? So then after you know class, I'll come home. I'm like all right, cool, little little tired. Let me make something to eat. Sit down, put on Nickelodeon. Boom, I get Ang and the crew, and I'm chilling. I'm having a great time. I'm watching their stories, watching Ang, and like his journey from episode one to the very end because he has a great character arc. Katara has a great character. Literally, every, everybody, every character has a wonderful arc, and they all evolve and grow. And that's very rare for like any show to do, where everyone gets any sort of character development, and where in which they actually come into like their full actual actualization of themselves. Which mm-hmm. was like a major part of this show too was actually being able to become one with yourself and understand yourself as like a person more than just where you've actually started as like a child from like bending or from very humble uh, farming farming and fishing roots of your like little island and or maybe even from being like a emperor or like a priestess of some sort just actually being able to be true to yourself and i remember one episode they even for those who are like yogis, they even tell you like seven ways on how to like align your chakras, which was pretty interesting because that's something people still try and do to this day. Mm-hmm. Like, how do I align myself to become one of myself? And but when you're watching it, as a, I'm, I'm just curious, yeah, yeah, yeah. when you're watching it at that young age, mm-hmm. like, I can't believe that you're like really all of that is hitting you. Like, yeah. are you really just a wash in the animation of it all or you are are you actually you know you know intrigued by the storytelling i was intrigued by all of it i was absolutely intrigued by all of it and i think that's what 
drove me more towards like anime-like things to begin with was because I felt their stories were more heavily involved and just like a little bit deeper more nuanced mm -hmm. than just general like cartoons like a uh, western cartoons like you know animaniacs or uh looney tunes and like i'd watch that stuff but like it didn't make me think as much even at a young age like it was good and it helped me develop understanding of things around the world even more by watching it and, but I mean, yeah, of course I'm gonna enjoy the animations and some of the action-packed, you know, buffoonery that happens, and even right, the crazy right. antics. And they have crazy cool creatures. Like there's a flying bison, a a lemur that flies as well. That you have giant island turtles and and moles that, that dig right. through earth and mountains. Badger moles. Badger moles. Yeah, yeah. And um, lion turtles. Lion turtles, which apparently there were lion turtles. Yes. Yeah. Li lion tur turtles are like a spiritual creature that the tribes of men actually used to live on when it wasn't safe to live in the world. Yeah. Oh. And so basically it was the lion turtles that gave the humans bending so that they could safely live off uh, of the backs of, of the lion turtles. Get off my back. Right. Yeah, and they were like originally like the first beings, period. Yeah. Like when the universe was created, so were they. And then they just pretty much started everything. And so like it just, the world building itself is like, yo, that's cool from this nuanced perspective because each island turtle or yeah lion turtle had well it's also an island island lion turtle <laughs> had its own particular form of bending that it mm. started off with so there was one that was earth there was one that was fire there was one that was water and then from there just how it evolved and started to create the other civilizations and the other animals and the other spirits and deities that inhabited it was pretty freaking sweet yeah. And then once we get into the characters and what they're fighting for, what they're trying to do, what they're trying to learn, man, let me tell you. All right. So first run through. Aang. In his world right now, ladies and gentlemen. So look, first run through, Aang is the man, right? Is Aang the man, Andrew? Yeah, I want to say so. Yeah. Okay. Like, 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 Aang is, he's that dude, right? He's, he's Feel the free to check him if you one. need to, Andrew. Yeah. yeah, it's totally fine, man. I can be wrong. It's all good. <laughs> now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but not this time. <laughs> but not this time. Yeah, it's cool. It's all right. But Aang is that bull. I'm enjoying it. Obviously, you're supposed to like the protagonist. I love the protagonist. Aang is doing the thing. He's goofy. He's funny. He's super adventurous. He's very lighthearted. But like when it's like go time, he does his thing like a Shaolin monk does. This is not all just for show. I can handle you in a heartbeat. Like Aang puts the smack down. Yeah, but yeah. he does have a different style compared to, say, like Korra, where Aang is more like I am like a Shaolin monk. I'd rather be passive first and not actually have any sort of confrontation. I'm even very elusive and defensive with how I fight you, and I'm trying not to actually harm you. Whereas the Avatar, like Korra, she is kind of like Avatar Kyoshi, where it's like if you're in front of me. I'm just going to make sure I dismantle you and then just keep it pushing. And so people know that Korra is actually the sequel yes. series that came after Avatar. Yes, yeah, yes. she's she's the Avatar that uh, follows Aang. Yeah. Right. And I think, and it's funny, I, I do not have the same affinity for Korra that I do for Aang. Mm -hmm. Korra really? was just harder for me, and I think part of it is, like, I was in college when the first, when Avatar The Last Airbender started. Yeah. Okay. And Were you was, a fan? 
Well, not initially because I didn't know what it was. I was in college. Mm-hmm. I didn't have cable. So I was like, I don't, I, you know, but when I would come home, uh, my younger cousin and my niece would be watching it and they were like, you would really like this. Mm-hmm. And so then it, so I actually watched it from DVDs. So I would okay. always know when the next one was coming out and the day it released, I would go to Target. I would buy two copies, one for me, one for my little cousin. Nice. So we both have full collection of, you know, book one, two, and three for Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah. Um, so, but I, but I was in college when that happened and, and Aang is younger. Yes. So, and mm-hmm. very like, wholesome you know what i mean mm-hmm. and just kind of naive yeah n- naive and, and, innocent. and, and innocent Very. right so i could like get with that with cora now when cora comes out i'm even older and she's just so and she's older too. and she's older yeah. too and so she's just teenage angst and so i always kind of and i'm too old for that i was like what like what's happening calm down you. so so for me it's like if avatar the last airbender had been zuko's show you would have been like, I hate this show. Kid, get your life right. Your uncle loves you. Your dad is whack. Your sister's whack. Leave them alone. You know because what I mean? Because he was so angry. Because he was so like, blah, blah, blah. Right. Zuko but you know, was like but, but so, so it's harder. And you. as an adult, it's just like, I can't with your 15 year old nonsense. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, but I know like kids who are a little older really like had an affinity for mm-hmm. Cora but what I will say is Cora is a better bender than Aang. Thank you. Um, yes. She's less spiritual which is why she has difficulty with air but she was hardcore from the beginning like she, she well, Cora is, was a water bender. Right? Yeah, yeah originally a, yeah. water bender and by the time she's even like one or two she has She's bending all the elements mastered. except air. Yeah. Right. And so right. she is just a she is a she is kind of talent wise she is a better bender than yeah. than yeah. ang was but i think for me ang is like was a better avatar got you but and you know i mean you can debate mm. it but for me yeah it's it's extremely debatable uh and just at the end of the day both avatars like the the shows and the avatars in the, in the actual series they were the ones they needed for that generation that's yeah. mm-hmm. how it always yes, is going to yes. end up being yeah because they even though they're sequels it's important to point out that Korra takes place significantly um, like years later, yes. Than the story of Aang. yeah, and yes. and Korra's story, Korra's world is actually really cool. So it's the city that Republic City, Republic City that Aang and Zuko built together. Right. Where this is the one city where all the nations live together. So mm-hmm. it, as opposed to like, oh, you're in Earth Kingdom, so we wear green. You're we're, we're mm-hmm. in the Fire Nation, so you wear red. This is one place where everybody takes from everybody else's yes. culture, mm-hmm. and and there's more sharing going on. It's like a melting pot, but because of that, there are more tensions because it's like you know you're different, you're different, you're a bender, I'm not a bender. Why do the benders get you know? So I I that yeah, like, like the there were. There are definitely aspects of it that are like interesting and more modern, um, and it's kind. Of, is it steam? I guess it is steam. Yes, it is pretty steampunk. Definitely, which is fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And which is actually gives it a different visual language than the original Avatar because right. oh, that sure. takes place b- more back, I guess, in quote unquote ancient times. Like, yeah, it was definitely like more, more traditional. More yeah. traditional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the the one thing that I I liked about uh, Avatar. Well, first we haven't heard from Alicia. Alicia, were you a fan of uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender? I was. Yes, um, I watched it for the first run of it. So. You know. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. So it was cool. Um, were you were? I, I'm curious because everybody's kind of pointed out like, what age are you when you're first watching it, and how is it hitting you? How are you receiving yeah. the show at that time? Um, I was in high school. Um, 
So yeah, like I think I was like a little bit more mature, and, like I could take on those those concepts. And it was like, right. actually the first time I was actually introduced to chakras, so that was pretty cool too. Uh huh. Like that whole like spiritual balance. I'm like, oh, that's nice. That's that's interesting. Um, yeah, it's a really cool show. Um, we both have like the box sets. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's something like I, I try to watch you know, like when I'm really bored. You know, like I just you know bored with TV. I'll just bring that out. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I share the same sentiment. Like, yeah, I prefer Aang more so than Cora, especially because of that reason. I just felt like she was like, so persistent with a lot of things. I'm like, just please just sit down for a second. Yeah, and I always Relax. feel bad because, of course, because yeah. she is the girl the avatar. Yeah. But that's why I'm always like clear. It's like Cora is a better bender, and I think she's a better fighter. Just, but just kind of. I wasn't able to like attach myself to her as much because she was always just like just being a teenager, which yeah. you know they can be the worst. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like not like that, but it's like mm, what's what's happening? You know all this like love triangle stuff. It's just like just stop, yeah. just fight. But you know, yeah. fight, oh, man. Fight. But you know what? You know what? I just love hear- Cora though. But hearing that though means to me what I'm hearing is that in this animated show that is for kids you have some very well drawn characters oh absolutely because you're you're feeling this angst from her because she's acting like a teenager it's coming off you know authentic and i think one one thing that they did in the show that i liked is like they acknowledge why she is problematic like even as an avatar who is supposed to keep balance because she goes to the spirit world where she runs into our favorite uncle uncle Iroh and she's like upsetting the balance and the world starts to kind of deform around her Mm -hmm. and he's like you're doing that Mm -hmm. he was like it is your energy that's doing that calm down and I think they even like portray her as a child like because she's like whining oh at that part yeah yeah. and it kind of showed her her the areas where she needed to grow which I thought was interesting and at least made me happy that the show was aware that you made this character kind of obnoxious but that's part of her growth yeah you know what I mean and and to its point getting back to the uh Andrew's John Ang, the the air avatar, the last airbender. Mm-hmm. Um, what I appreciate about his character was that on his show, you know, he is decidedly younger than Sekora because and oh, yeah. and he actually is younger than um, Ang is about twelve years old. He's yeah. like yeah. so he's yeah. younger than even the people that he's running around with. Like, so like yeah. he's yeah. usually like the youngest person there. Yeah. Um, but, oh, and it shows. But he, it, and that's what I like yeah. that even though he he wears proudly the mantle of being the avatar. You can see that he still uh, struggles with it because he is a kid that is asked to bring balance to this world. And I, and I, I like that they were faithful to showing that throughout the series. Yeah, and that's like the one thing I loved about Aang, like the balance that he's able to create at 12 years old, like being mm-hmm. able to be a kid and just have fun and then also like, you know, take on that responsibility. All right, all right now I need to go save the world you know like being able to balance that I always thought that was like really great about him right and the same thing with Uncle Iroh I think like he's also a nice balance as well like he's very chill and relaxed like like he can go hardcore the OG yes (laughs) Uncle Iroh gives me hope that I can still have a six pack yo (laughs) word I'm trying to get on that workout plan yo he really does because I would watch the show on and off whatever for some reason, I saw the one episode where they had to cross that one sea dragon thing. Yep. For some reason, that episode was always on. I don't know why. <laughs> but I remember the, when I saw that one, that first time when Iroh dropped his robe, I was like, wait a minute. 
Hold on a second. That man's older than me. I don't care if he's a cartoon. I don't need to be fat for the rest of my life. It can be done. I have faith in you. <laughs> Thank you, Uncle Iroh. Iroh can do it. I can do yeah, it. Yeah, right? You gave me hope. I appreciate yeah, that, boy. man. He was dope. Where do you come in on uh, the Avatar The Last Airbender, Matt? Oh, Airbender was the truth. Um, I didn't catch it first run. Even then, I was an adult. But I caught it like after the fact. Mm-hmm. Actually... And I, I know nobody gives the movie any love, but I Burn credit it. the movie for turning me on to the cartoon. How so? I saw the movie first. Okay. I had It was not I on my saw- radar until I saw the movie. Okay. So when I saw the movie, that made me go see it. I'm like, oh my God, this is so much better. But you know what I mean? So it was an okay. uphill climb for me. You know what I mean? Like, it was all gravy. So, so, but did, did you watch And the movie we're talking about is. Um, it doesn't the, exist. That's cool. Shyamalan. It does, no, Live and that's Shyamalan. Yeah. The Last Airbender. Something, yeah. <laughs> but that got me turned on to it. So no, I'm not you know giving it love, but I got to give credit where credit's due. That got you. So that's got what you got me on to it, right? And then I watched the cartoon. It was amazing. Just seeing this young person go through that that struggle. Um, he was in the he was coming from behind because he, however he got like locked away for however long he was going a hundred years. Right. Or he so. froze himself. Yeah. Right. And yeah. then you know to have to come back to realize that like all right, the world is in a bad place because I was gone. I need to do more, but I don't know everything i need to know i need to find people who can teach me what i need to know so i can go and do what i gotta go do it was just it was it was so much and then i love the spirituality of it too like how much he had to go into the spiritual world to make things or or to learn Mm -hmm. uh to speak to you know his uh older iterations like just Mm -hmm. kind of finding uh knowledge within i found so interesting you know what i mean yeah and then just to I don't feel that Korra was as spiritual as Aang, even though being the same Avatar. The Avatar's the same spirit, just in different embodiments. Yeah. Um, for anybody who's not aware yet. But, Bravo. But um, I just, Korra has her own appeal, you know what I mean? Right, like, right. And I loved her. She grew up in a more, quote unquote, modern time to what we grew up in. Because that kind of brings the Avatar kind of closer to this, you know, our world. Mm-hmm. Um, the world building in it was beautiful you know what i mean it's very steampunk in the legend of Korra. it's very traditional in uh the avatar and they still have like those same common themes of growing up being mature how you relate to people and just because you're the avatar you're quote unquote all powerful but you're not at the same time yeah and you're still human and then like once uh taking people's bending away became a thing like oh, it just yeah. changes the game entirely because then who am i who was i what right. did i do with myself right. before right. the fact what am i going to do after now and it's just it it gives i don't know if kids have those kinds of thoughts but it it breeds all those plants all those seeds for you well you know i think it's one of those things that you know you you could watch it as as a kid and just you know, taking the animation of it, taking the action of it. You know, if you if you love the 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 voice actors, because the voice actors were so on point. The acting in in there it was great, and you could just take that in and just love it. It's like, oh wow, this is cool. But then as you return to it, it's something that's always going to give you something a little bit bit more and to chew on. You know what I mean? And it's always going to be something new every time you return to it, and that's. That's the best of television, period, not just animation. But to imagine that this is coming from a cartoon is just something to behold. So I had a great conversation um, at my old store. I mean, a guy we're talking about, just talking about like element element bending and how uh, Tatoff got so dope 
Talk at Earth that Bang that she was able to, that became, she became a metal bender. Yes. Right. The first one ever. And so it was like, all right, so like how far could you go with that? Like, so we were talking about like. If you just went like, down a rabbit hole yeah, with like, it. Yeah, right. like, like 21st century bending. Mm-hmm. Like, like we were talking about like tech bending and like electricity bending. And like, how, like how deep would you have to go into one of the four elements to get into like that kind of stuff? And then we, I, we had this conversation for about an hour. And then I was like, have we been talking about Avatar for an hour? People were coming in and out of the store. I'm not paying attention to them because me and this guy were just talking about Avatar. I'm like, hey, how you doing? So what and, if... Yeah. And that was the day they sold $20. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, there was thousands of dollars of merchandise going. I don't know what happened. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, um, so I, that was one of the things that, like, when... And I've always I've kind of wanted to go back to that conversation. Like, what other sort of bending could there be? Like, tech bending was the one we got and got stuck on. Right, okay. so the 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 idea of not only just sort of like you're so you're you you can like you like you pick up somebody's phone and there's nothing it can hide from you, right? Like you can just sort of there's no there's no codes or anything, and you know tech benders are the kind of they're like they're like technopaths. So like a technopath mm. can like just make machines do what they want to do, kind of thing. You know I don't know. I, mean? I think that's I more like, like digital. That's more of like a hacker kind of a thing. I almost feel like that might stem from like fire bending. In I was going to say so too. Because that I goes would say into electricity. Because it right. goes into lightning, which then can go into, into electricity. electricity. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, because even so, they in Avatar: The Last Airbender, you're introduced to. The swamp people who yeah. who are waterbenders, but instead of pulling the water out, they keep the water in the plant and then they manipulate the plants. You yeah, meet that's Ama. Really cool. Yeah, you meet Ama, who's a bloodbender. So Ooh. basically, she's moving the liquid in your body, and she can do that when the moon is at its fullest. Right, and and she can do it at night. And she can, and she taught Katara how to pull water out of things. So like, she can, if she's in a place where there's no water, she can pull it out of the. The grass, and yeah, the grass dies, but she can pull the water out of it. Mm-hmm. Then you get to core, and now we have, uh, you know, so Toph invented metal bending. So now we have a whole police force that are metal benders. Yeah. Yep. But Bolin cannot metal bend, but then he finds out that he can lava bend. My so hitter. he, he yeah. can manipulate hot earth. Like yeah. So again, so it, it is always evolving, and, I, and that is one thing I did appreciate about Korra, that they didn't drop that. So you keep seeing like how bending has evolved. There's Sparky Sparky Boom Man. Mr. Combustion. And they were like, I don't think that's a good, that man. name doesn't really fit what he's doing. <laughs> so then they renamed him Combustion Man, but yeah. I like Sparky Sparky, Sparky Boom, Boom Man. Man. And that's still yeah. what I call him. But he could focus his bending through his third eye, and so he would shoot this really intense sharp like fire heat shot like mm-hmm. you know like almost like optic blast like uh cyclops or something so i just thought that was like so dope so the, again just people's skill and how in tune they are with themselves with their with their element with their mm-hmm. bending and then these new bending forms are 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 happening so i think that's cool but i do think the techno building built uh bending would come out of fire yeah yeah for sure because of the Mm-hmm. Of the lightning, lightning. bending, yeah. Another thing, <laughs> another thing I appreciated about both shows was the relationships that they showed, and because they were very honest. Like you know, with in the original, you have Ang and Katara, 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 yeah. Katara, who were 
who, if you're watching the show, you see there's a little something there. Mm -hmm. But it's never really, I mean, it kind of bubbles up maybe like in the third book, I, I remember. I mean, but it never overtakes the story. You know what I mean? Even though you you know it is there. And then, of course, when you get to uh, to Korra, which is years later, you, you know, kind of like they backfill in that whole history in there. And and then you have Korra and her relationship. And I'm drawing a blank on the. Um, her friend's name who well, you Asami? mean Baka or Asami? Well, she dated both, but yeah. Asami who is who she's with. Right, is yeah. who she's with. And and what that represents in an animated film, I mean cartoon, for it to be, you know, two women in in a relationship. Um and they never shied away from that stuff and they were always very mature about it. They were very respectful about knowing who the, who their audience was. So, you know, um you know, taking their time, watching things slowly develop. Uh, just really smart writing on that show. A, a lot to be, um, just a lot to be cherished. And that's why both shows were multi-award winning mm -hmm. shows. As they should. Phenomenal. Yeah, they, 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 were, they were great. Look, look at Alicia. She's like, I need a mic. I need a mic. So much so that they, um, after... Um the first um, series, um, they did create um, several comic books. Mm -hmm. Yes, mm -hmm. yeah. continue on the story. So we've like bought a few. So like when, whenever we would like go to the beach, we would just like take it out. Like we would read it. Um, so have you guys read it? I have them. I, I haven't fully read them. Yeah, yet. I haven't fully read it, but I'm aware of all of them. Yeah, yeah. I got. I I do want to start. I do want to read the promise because I want to find out what happened what to Zuko's, Zuko's mom. mom. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just I don't have time, but I want to. The one with Zuko's mom is actually. Oh, search, that's the, the search. search. What right. was the promise then? Because the promise is the first one. Yeah, the, the promise. promise is um, it, it deals with uh, Zuko finally being the, the Fire Lord. Okay. Oh, okay. Figure out whether they should uh, decolonize like the the, gotcha. the Earth Kingdom places that were like you know they have the fire right. Fire Nation people still living there. They've been living there for a hundred years, so they right. they don't want to leave. Right. That's interesting because that is the thing with colonization. It's like get out, but it's like, but this is all I know, <laughs> you know. So what I do you crack do? Open that book. All right. Yeah. Yeah, because I got that at home waiting. Do we have uh, favorite characters from uh, Avatar? Toph. So there's been a lot of love for Toph, for Boomy, and for Iroh. Those are. Oh my God, yeah. Boomy. Boomy, <laughs> Boomy's Boomy, a trip. you're a mad genius. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, no, I got it. For those listening, Boomy is. Boomy is Aang's friend. So when Aang was a child, Boomy was one of his best friends who is a really, really skilled earthbender. When we meet Boomy in the series, he is an old man. He's like right. over 100 years old, old because Aang has been in an iceberg for 100 years old, but right. uh, for 100 years. But he's still like this phenomenal bender. He completely retakes his city from the Fire Nation during an, during an eclipse. Mm -hmm. And he like kicks a whole army out of his city by himself <laughs> and he's like he's kind they call he they always say he's a mad genius because he's a little odd and he has this roundabout way yeah, to getting you to the answer but he's yeah. really he is a mad genius it's yeah. like he seems crazy but he's like even when ang didn't know who he was he was testing ang to push him so that he would realize what he's capable of and before okay. he reveals like oh no you know me i'm your friend <laughs> so, like, so yeah he's just he was a he was a great character always um, a method to his madness yeah always, always. he was like 100 years old but he was like super 
Yeah. Yo, Randy, Randy, that's another one. That's another one you can look up to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he was built, man. Mm. And Ariel, you also show some love for Toph, who actually, to me, was my favorite character. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Toph, another Earthbender. Like, I think if, um, and it's funny because Capricorns are Earth signs. Because I always would say, like, I think my element would be Earth if I was a bender. And then. I found out that Capricorn was an Earth sign, and I was like, "Ha ha ha!" It makes sense. I was right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I I really loved Toph. Actually, she. So when I, like I said, I found out about it late. But when I found out about it, it was in Book Earth, and and I was like, "Well, who's this blonde girl?" Mm, you know. Right, and I was right. like, "Who is she?" And and just everything about her, you know, her attitude. You know, she's like one of she's the smallest character, but mm-hmm. the, one of the strongest characters in that show. Um, one of the toughest, and one of the yes. toughest. Yeah, yes. that's yes. why I like her. And mm-hmm. un- unapologetic, and come on, Twinkle Toes. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, and, and, and she and, made them fighting like in pits. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. real talk. She was the champ, and she and she like. She, taught Aang that he has to face things directly. Like, when she's teaching him bending, because he wants to... He has an airbender's mind about it. He was like, well, if I come at it at this angle, and she was like, no, there is no angle. You have to meet it straight on, or it's not going to move. And so she, I think, helps him kind of even just kind of grow in becoming an adult and who he's going to have to be. Sometimes you have to meet it head on. I like think there were a lot of life lessons, I think, in this show about you know, coming into adulthood and yes. taking on your responsibility um, and all that. And, and you know, everybody in Aang's life helps him get there. And, and I do feel like that was um, also one of Toph's roles. But she's just, I I love her. And, and then, you know, when she creates metal bending and then she, like, traps the, the guys that were trying to kidnap her, she says, I'm the best. She was like, I'm the best earthbender in the world, and don't you dunderheads forget it. And then she, like, stomps on their thing and then just takes off. Like, I was like, she is a beast. Like, yes. you know what I mean? yeah. She is a beast. Yes. She's a gym. Little yeah. girls out there, do not, you know, hide your light to make somebody else feel better. And I feel like that is what Toph also taught little girls. It's like, if you know you're good, you know you're good, and you can say that. Amen. You don't have to be like, oh, you know, do you, boo? Andrew, you got a favorite uh, character from Avatar? Um, does it have to be from Last Airbender? Or from uh, you can, you can go. You go. Um, so I think my favorite character from the whole series is uh, Lin Beifong. <gasps> Lin Beifong. Yeah. So Word. Lynn is uh, Toph's daughter. You meet her in um, Korra. Korra. Legend of Korra. So she's like already older. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm, I'm guessing she's like in her 60s or something. But she's the, the leader of the police force of the, 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 <laughs> of the um, of Republic City. And yeah, she's just like, she's an older woman, but she's like, but like she still kicks butt. And she's like, yeah, she's, she's a little tough metal bender and I don't know, I just like her. She's like she's just a real cool character. You can tell that's Toss' daughter. Yeah. Oh, you can tell. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Yeah, and the way she just be slinging all across the city. Oh. Yeah, she was no joke. She was no joke. What about you, Alicia? Um, I would have to say Sokka. Um, nice. oh. um, you know, he doesn't have any powers, but it's okay. Like he, you know, he's like the game planner you know like he plans everything and, and, right. I think, like, and, and he's from Av- he's from avatar the last oh, yes, airbender yes, he's from the first series um 
but yeah, he's able to plan everything, and I think you always need someone who's there to plan things, and then you go off and do what you need to do. Um, also, I love the fact that he was like the comic relief, like always yeah. just saying something silly or doing something stupid. Yeah. Um, so between him and actually Momo, I know it's like, <laughs> 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 between them, I'm like, you know, like you guys are just great, like just keeping me laughing. Yeah. 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 He did keep you laughing, but I, I also appreciated that while he was definitely the comic relief, um, he still served a purpose right. in, through, for the whole thing, right? Um, so, yeah, I, I did like Sokka. He was funny. What about you, uh, Mac? Me? Yes, you. You sure? Yes. All right. <laughs> um, if I had to pick one person... <sighs> I forget his name. What's the name of um Aang's son who trained Korra? Tenzin. 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 Yeah. I'm going to go Tenzin. Oh, really? Because, yeah, because you, you play that mentor role, and you also have a legacy to live up to. That's true. And, That's true. Um, I almost said his daughter, but it was he had to make the choice to make her a master and realize that she was ready regardless of her age. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just to to I guess, like, just to be that kind of a father and, you know, a sensei and be able to uh, your, uh, give your young student their quote unquote master degree yeah. and say that you've made it. You're, there's no more I can teach you. Go out and make others. Like, it's just one of those proud moments. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say Tenzin because being a mentor is not an easy role. It's not an easy role. Especially when you're talking about Cora. Yeah. And, and, like, and like you said, Fair. like, talk about living in, like, you know, trying to live up to a, a legend. Yeah, your dad was the avatar. Your, your dad, your dad's statue is like towering. In front of your house. Yeah. In front of your house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like, right you wake there, up like, every morning and just see him. Yeah. Like, what's good, Dad? Yeah. Uh, and, and Tenzin had, like, a very specific pressure because at the beginning, the only airbenders are him and his children yes. because True. Aang was the last. And yes. they and they had three kids, mm -hmm. two benders, one's a waterbender, uh, their son, Boomy, yep. right, is... is does not have any bending mm. ability. So Tenzin is the only airbender and therefore is charged with continuing this culture that, uh, that is yeah. almost extinct. Right. You know, so in addition to like Aang is your dad, it's like you are the last right. and you are in charge of the last of your kind. So it's, it was like, yeah, Tenzin did have a lot on his shoulders. I got to go Aang, dude. I love that little dude. I, I, he was just such a little knucklehead. Like, <laughs> and he, and, it was fun because he was like, well, here I am. I'm, I got to do all this stuff. But look, I have this little weird monkey thing, and I have a giant flying bison, and I can do all this other stuff, too. Oh, wait, we got to do work again? But th we're, we, there's a thing over here. It's like <laughs> it, it was It's kind of like, you know, just hanging out with a, with a, with a 10-year-old. You're like, no, you have to do this. But the, the thing over here, shiny, you, we can, yeah. can we go play with it? No, we have to go save the world. But the shiny thing, no, come. Oh, like the world won't be there. It'll, like it'll be fine. Yeah, I, I loved Aang. He used to he used to crack me up, dude. I used to love that dude. I dig it. I got a question, real quick. Yes. What What would everyone's bending be? And do you think you would even have a sub, like bending element? All right, let's go real quick around. The, let's start with Let's start with Andrew. Yeah. Sometimes he's giving this a lot of thought. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but like I, I like fire. But I think spiritually, I'm more of a waterbender. Okay. Mm. Because uh, much like Ariel, um, I, I'm a Scorpio, and Scorpio is a water sign. Uh, I like Tai Chi, and that's what the, the waterbending style is based off of. Mm -hmm. um, I like the moon. Like, I'm just entranced by the moon. <laughs> Every time the full moon is out, I just sit there and go, yes, I'm 
Some Hello, food. Moon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I, I love water. I mean, like one of my favorite quotes from one of my favorite people, Bruce Lee, talking mm. about you mm. know, being formless like water. That's yeah. like I, I love that philosophy. So it is the yeah. element of versatility. Yes. Yeah, there you go. That's right. What about you, Alicia? Um, I would have to go with air because, um, like, I think. Well, to Andrew's point, like. A, balance that the air nomads that they you know exhibited like i think you know that's how i would like to live my life to very balanced and just very you know chill um and also i think you can i mean i haven't really seen it in the show but i think you can use that element to kind of control the other elements so you kind of have like the best of all worlds in a way got you got you smooth smooth <laughs> she knows she's doing what about you uh uh i'm at no, I, him. Oh, I'm at what? <laughs> Did we I'm fuse? Right yeah, I guess so. Like that's my couple name. Fuse. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's okay. a different show. That's You're a different like show. Garnet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go ahead, go, go ahead. Um, all right. So this is actually a little, a little tough for me. I've been thinking about it for for a little while now. So I think the happy medium life. for me hits this. Chill. So the happy <laughs> medium hits this. It would be earth bending with the sub element of lava. I think I would be a lava bender, a lava bender, because yes, I can have stability and I can be the rock for you know my friends and my family and stuff. But sometimes I can get things started. I can be very hot-headed. When once I get to that point, I is like almost no looking back. So I think the combination of the two in order to bend lava would be best to describe me. And I think that'd be my best course of action. And I'm Virgo, so I don't know if that means anything, but I know I'm an Earth sign. There you go. Pretty dope. All right, let's go to uh, Mac and Randy real, real quick because we're getting close to the time to get out of here. It's already 10.56. Yeah. This conversation goes so fast. All right. Um, I probably feel like I would be uh, a water bender. Um, I feel like, you know, I can put in work, but, you know, I'll be a healer too. And, you know, I'm usually calm, but I can level a building when I get ready to. So, yeah, when that force come behind it, I think that water sign is a, yeah, water, water. That's where it's at. There you go. Ran. High quality H2O. Uh, definitely airbending. And my subgenre would be words. Oh, snap. I can already do that. Hey, here we go. <laughs> yeah. That would be good. Like sound waves. I would be an electricity bender. Fire. Boom. What? That's what it is. Fire it, it comes from the fire. Oh, yeah. never mind. I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> you wanted some extra okay. spot out. You were actually regular. <laughs> I mean, still specialized. You yeah, have to train exactly. more because not a lot all of all firebenders can't do electricity. Exactly, that's very true. Yeah. So boom. What about you, Len? <laughs> it's funny. Uh, Alicia took my answer. I would be an airbender because I have a funny feeling you could kind of move everybody else around. So <laughs> that's where I was going. Power hungry, Len. Right, man. man how about you could fly? Think about yeah, that. Yeah, that is. Yeah, you can like, fly with psh, with air. I could fly. But you have to be really good. You can fly. Yeah, you, we got to be control. Bison? I mean, come on. Appa was the... Yeah, I, I, I'd have my air bison. I'd be, I'd be fine. I'm uh, told we, we got to get out of here. It's, it's already 1057. Um, Andrew, Alicia, I hope you've had fun because we had fun. Thank you so much for... Love to come back. Please come back. Please, please do. Um, before we get out of here... Uh, to let people know that in August, August 23rd through the 25th, the Black Tribbles present Respect, the Women's Podcast Festival, is going to be happening at Amalgam Comics and Coffee House. It is going to be three days of free podcasting, special events, special parties, and all that. It's going to be big fun. 
And this weekend, I'll be in Brooklyn for Blurred City. You'll be in Brooklyn for Blurred City. So if you're in Brooklyn, come find some tribbles at Blurred City. 180 Remsen Street. Uh, you go to Blurred City. St. Francis College. Yes, you can go to uh, BlurredCityCon.com for more information. Yes. Alicia, I have something I want to present to you. An, a proposal to you, Miss DJ A. Breezy. Real quick, so I'm putting you on the spot. Um, we are at the Women's Podcast Festival. We are going to have a whole lot of special events, but one of the things that we want to do, especially during the day, is have some music that is, is featured, and we're looking for you know nice little playlists that we might play. So I wanted to know if I can uh, offer to you a day of your choosing for you to create a playlist for us. Oh, my gosh, yes. That <laughs> <laughs> was so cute. <laughs> There you go. So we will talk. We will make that happen. DJ A Breezy Way at the Women's Podcast Festival. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to get out of here. This show will be available for your download, streaming pleasure. Come the morning at blacktribbles.com as well as on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher Radio. Stitcher Radio. And any place and every place a good podcast be. Don't forget to like and follow us on all the social medias. And wherever you get the podcast, leave us a five-star rating and even more important, a review because that helps people find the show. For all the triples in here and all the triples out there, this is the Bat Triple and parting. We say, hailing frequencies closed, Captain. Peace. Wow, wow. <laughs>